1: And our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to
0: amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes.
1: We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own.
0: It's episode 72 and we're back again. Hey, thanks everybody for being patient because now Brendan and I are recording on Monday, releasing on Monday, not in time for Mm -hmm. the morning commute, but at least releasing on Monday.
1: We're getting back to it, man. We're getting back. Yep. We need to definitely record a day earlier or so, but uh, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Yeah, we are.
0: And today we're going to have fun with some announcements and some thinking about Milky Ways over the last two years. So first, let's start off with the fun announcement because we can finally say that the first of our Milky Way workshops is available to buy If you are one of those people who are on our workshop alert email list, we've already told you about it and you already know. Maybe you've even purchased one. Thanks. Thanks for buying it. But if you're not and you're hearing this podcast for the first time, we have our Goblin Valley, Goosenecks, and Natural Bridges National Monument workshop available to buy. So first off, we want to give you guys some specifics over that. So let's just get right into it. And so for those of you who remember us talking about the workshops originally, we wanted to do some at the beginning with discounts. And our schedule mm-hmm. right now is that Goblin Valley, Goosenecks, and National Bridges workshop will happen twice a year it'll happen in april and it'll happen in august so that we have an early milky way early season milky way core and that late vertical season milky way core and some people can't make it in april and get off work but they can go in august they typically have vacation days or something you know so We have two of them for Goblin Valley, Goosenecks, and Natural Bridges National Monument. We have two for Escalante, two for Capitol Reef, and I'm forgetting another one that we have two. Two, two, two is six. Seven makes the Salt Flats. Eight makes Faroe Islands. So I'm missing one workshop. What am I missing? Um, Brendan can't think of it either. Um, Two Goblin Valley. Drawing a blank here. Yeah, me too. Two Goblin Valley, two... Oh Crater Lake in Oregon band and that's the one that's what I'm missing. Oh, yeah. So that one hint hint is coming up in this week as well but the or the Blah, 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 blah. The workshop out there to Goblin Valley and Goosenecks and Natural Bridges is coming up. And the first of it is in April, like I said, which is only a month away. So when you look at the page, you go to photogadventures.com forward slash adventures, and you're going to see this workshop up there. You'll see the Faroe Islands one first, and then you're going to see the Goblin Valley Goosenecks. In fact, I'll probably bump it. I'm going to switch them around. So I'm going to put Goblin Valley at the top. So that's the first thing people see, since this is coming yeah. up in merely 34 days, 8 hours, 53 minutes, and 33 seconds, at least until the First day of the workshop, 12 a.m. You know that morning. So for those of you interested in this workshop, let me give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do. We are giving everybody on this first workshop a 30% discount, just because we mm-hmm. love you guys. And we want to make sure that you feel trusting us of this whole new workshop adventure that we're doing. And so we're starting off with the first of you who are willing to come and join us with a 30% discount from the regular price.
1: So for a four-night Milky Way workshop, that's going to be in the uh, beautiful Southern Utah. Oh yeah, it's going to be. One one thousand twenty dollars, and that includes four nights accommodations, snacks and drinks while on site doing photography, um, Dutch oven dinner and, desert and <laughs> D- dessert and dessert. <laughs> I'm looking in at the desert. desert. I'm looking at desert Goblin <laughs> Valley, so it's like dessert. <laughs> so at Goblin Valley, we're gonna have Dutch oven cooking and dessert um, for the first evening. Uh, all transportation during the trip, and uh, is covered. So we're gonna rent two passenger vans, and we're gonna haul you guys in there. Aaron will be driving in one van, I'll be driving the other. Um, We'll have personal instructions at the camera, critique sessions and post-processing sessions during the day. And uh, and we'll just wait. uh, We can hang out and wait for the night to do Milky Way photography. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, What this trip does not include is the flight to Salt Lake City. So you have to get yourself here. If you're local, you can save even more money and have a lot of fun with us. Um, Travel insurance and personal equipment insurance. If you, got, if you guys want to get extra travel insurance, that's on you. Uh, we will not be providing alcohol, soft drinks, or laundry services. So pack for four days and you should be fine. And uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward we're to it.
0: We're all going to stink together as a group. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. But there will be some laundry services at the hotels that if you really must, you can take advantage of them. But we're not providing them or the time for them. But the good news is, is that this trip is going to be pretty easy for you to find time to do it. The reason why Mm -hmm. is this very beginning of the season, Milky Way in April, happens at 1 a.m. until 5 a.m. So we can't even see the core until 1 a.m., which means we're going to spend most of our nights out. And then when we're done at the location, we're going to go home, back to a hotel, get some sleep, and sleep all the way through the checkout time. We're going to work out with the hotels that we have at least until noon before we check out. And then everyone can wake up, groggily grab their things, pack everything back because we're going to leave that hotel, go for breakfast meet as a group and then take off for our next location so specifics of how this Goblin Valley trip is going to go if you go to the site you'll see the trip itinerary but let me just give you guys a quick rundown so day one, we meet at the airport at 10 a.m. everyone's flight should have arrived if you're gonna fly in the night before that'd be awesome because then we'll just pick you up at your hotel and bring you to the airport where we pick up everybody else who's still flying that morning if you're late if your flight is delayed Make sure you communicate with us because within reason, we'll wait for you. But beyond 10 o'clock, we're not going to wait too long, especially if we haven't heard from you. So it will be your responsibility to make sure you get yourself down to Goblin Valley. But the good news is is you'll have all day to do it because we're not going to be doing any Milky Way until 1 a.m. And so you'll be able to find us. You'll be able to regroup with us. No problem. So let's go ahead Whew. let's go ahead. I get all excited and I can't keep my breath. So let's go ahead and talk about the exact specifics. So when we arrive in Goblin Valley, we're going to have dinner real quick with Dutch Oven. My, my father-in-law is going to be helping us out. My, my ex-father-in-law, he's going to be helping us out for this and doing some Dutch Oven dinners and desserts for us. And so we're going to enjoy that first night together, getting to know each other and doing some instruction where Brendan and I will walk you through some of the basics of what you need to do with your camera. But we're going to keep it kind of light. The first night, On all these Milky Way workshops, we want you to have an experience where you figure out what you don't know. Because when you go out on the Milky Way for the first time, you don't know anything, and you're wondering. Okay, I want to know everything. Walk me through this. But we're not going to do that. We're going to handhold you for all the basics of all the settings, and we're going to make sure at your tripod that you get a shot that you love. But that first night's an opportunity for you to see what you don't know, or what isn't working well, or what's difficult for you. And then in the second, third, and fourth night, you'll have a chance to make that much easier for you. And in the second and third night, we'll have longer instruction where you know you have a little bit, a little bit more context for what we're teaching when you teach someone something without a single bit of trying it of your own on your own, you might not know why we say to do this or do that. And so it doesn't make any sense. Not as much sense as it would after a full night of doing Milky Way photography and then saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense why he said that, because of this that I experienced last night. So we'll have some basics and get you ready for focus, get you ready for your camera settings and show you photo pills, and then we'll go into some more intense stuff as well as post-processing the next night. So when we get there, on location, this isn't a landscape photography workshop, but there will be sunsets, and if you have your camera out, go and enjoy. We are not going to be giving sunset instruction, but we're gonna have plenty of fun with it. If we have an opportunity and it fits our schedule, we definitely will zero sunrises there will be zero sunrises on this trip so we're out there at goblin valley we find the location and we're thinking okay well let's go scout our spot during that golden hour let's go out and scout our spots not too hot we can walk somewhere as an entire group and pick some goblin hoodoos that look really cool that we think, okay, we're going to be here and here. Now, Brendan, I wonder what you think about this because I'm thinking that we can go straight to the spot where I was in this picture that you can see mm-hmm. on here and where Brendan mm-hmm. was behind because we can have six up front, six back there, and not be in each other's shot while we're also still very close to each other. And that would be pretty cool. So we want to try that first. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that the goblin um, hoodoos, they're they're separated so interestingly that i think you know you can literally be like 10 feet from the person next to you and they could be like around the corner in a rock in another rock and you would not see them in your shot at all and right. uh and you can still be within an ear and yeah i think it's really doable to uh to set everybody up in a similar location and we can all get amazing shots and, the, and without even uh, interfering with each other
0: Sweet. Awesome. I think it'll work too. And I'm excited for Goblin Valley. We do have a requirement from our permit to not have everyone go off on their own. We have to keep you guys in view of us. And so it's not going to be as easy where we say, okay, guys, go find something awesome and then come back later. So unfortunately, we have to stick together as a group more than uh, not. So when we're out there finding our spot, yeah, we get this perfect composition. We put our tripod up, and the best time to do milky photography is when you got a chance to check your scene, check your foreground, get that focus, get that shot, and then wait. You want to do it in the daylight so you can have all the stuff happen more easily and you can get your composition just the way you want it, but then we do a lot of waiting. So make sure you have a sturdy tripod that you know you can leave right in position with your camera on it and have no trouble with it being in the same position when you get back. So what we'll do is we'll play around with some blue hour comp- composition where we'll do a blue hour shot of this terrain and then we'll also do a shot with light painting later that night when the Milky Way is out. So. For all of you who are new to Milky Way photography or not new, you just know that in the beginning you do single image photography. And when you have low level lighting, you can just do one image, boom, you're done. You got your Milky Way and the low level lighting all in one shot. You don't have to shoot for the sky, shoot for the foreground, and then mask blend these things in in Photoshop. You don't have to do that much work. It's awesome. Just do one single image. It's
1: really great. It is,
0: isn't it? But you can also play around with doing a blue hour shot and get that detail and clarity on your foreground subject and then bring them in in Photoshop and do the masking work. And so we want to allow it to be something that you guys can do and we'll show you how, but it's not going to be required. So we'll get that blue hour shot, get our composition set up, get that blue hour shot and then leave the tripods and wait. And this is where all of us are going to just hang out. We have hangout time. I have movies on my iPad if we absolutely get that desperate, but we'll probably just talk and hang out with each other, get to know each other, because from 8.30 until midnight, no Milky Way core. We have to wait until the first night, 1.08 a.m., before the Milky Way rises. Now, will it be visible in our position? Maybe not. It might be 1.30, 1.40 before we actually see the core where we want it in position. We capture it. Boom. Once everyone's got a great shot and we've been there for a couple hours, the Milky Way, we don't have to wait until 5.09 a.m. when Astronomical Twilight starts because we want to get some sleep. So we'll go ahead and take off back to the vans. We'll use our headlamps, get ourselves back in position, and take the vans back to Green River where we'll sleep in the hotel all the way until the morning, 11 noon. You know, if the sun coming up, we can't camp and tent you know, just, you're going to be too tired and too hot in the sun. So it's nice to go back to this hotel. So we'll go back to Green River, we'll sleep, and then the next morning we'll take off to Goosenecks. Now, Goosenecks... I am already going to make us camp because at the goosenecks, it's a very interesting composition where you set up right on the edge. You take a shot during the day so you have light on the river. And then you take a different shot at night where you can get the Milky Way. So this one, we are forcing a composition of two different times and we're blending them together. But the horizon at goosenecks is almost perfectly flat. And so you won't have any Mm, difficulty mm -hmm. masking these together. There's no bushes, trees, nothing breaking the plane. (laughs)
1: Nope.
0: It is literally a line that you have to match up between the bottom half of a daytime shot and the top half of a nighttime shot. And it's very easy to do. Goosenecks is easy Mm -hmm. mode, too, because you arrive with the vehicles, we set up camp, and we walk 10 feet, put our tripods down, and then we don't touch them again. There is literally no work to get this awesome shot. So it's going to be a lot of fun to hang out and do a lot of instruction, and that's our chance to be there as a team and camp out under the stars. When you're laying there on the ground or in a cot and you're looking up at the stars underneath that sky, it is It is magical. I think it's going to be people's favorite moment, even though it will still be cold in April. I think it will be people's favorite moment from the trip. Hotels are great. Yeah,
1: that's a great spot.
0: Isn't it? Uh, Just being out underneath the stars and having your tripod next to you, waiting for that Milky Way to get right. And we'll do a lot of Milky Way or deep sky object uh, searching with my telescope. So we'll have some fun with that. The next day, we're going to take off back to Blanding. going. We went all the way from Goblin Valley all the way down to Goosenecks. Then we're going to go all uh, back halfway to Blanding where we can sleep that night and go over to Natural Bridges National Monument. Now with that night, we don't have much to do. And so we're going to hang out in Blanding very, very late. We're not even going to go to Natural Bridges until 10 a.m. So when we leave from Blanding, it'll be 10, oh, I'm sorry, 10 a.m., 10 p.m., Leave from there at 10 p.m. Go over, get Natural Bridges National Monument. Brendan, you've been there. You've had some awesome shots from there. That mm. Oochomo Bridge—it's hard to not get an awesome shot.
1: The size of it kind of is like the size, of like maybe a football pitch. You know, like um, like a pretty good area. It's a pretty good size area, and so you you could go anywhere from the left all the way to the right of this bridge to either extreme, and uh, get a great shot. I mean, the Milky Way will be crossing over. Um, going from the extreme right to the extreme left in the sky when you're looking at the bridge. So you're probably going to want to position yourself more to the right, but there's so much space there and so many ways you could compose it. It's, uh, It's a really great spot. Anybody should have a, not have a hard should have, you know they shouldn't have a hard time finding a good spot. Oh right. To shoot that location. And we're obviously
0: going to navigate all of you to the right spots that are going to be great and then you guys can get, you know, creative with what you want next. And we'll have the low level lighting going the whole time. It's a very very easy hike. This is the one place on this trip that we have to actually hike for. And we hike Basically down a rock staircase. It's not that hard. There's slick areas where slick rock is you're walking on. So we have to have our headlamps and lots of light so we don't trip ourselves, but it's zero point three miles down. So you go third of a mile down and you're there, take our shot, and then hike straight up third of a mile. It's a little bit of breathing hard, but that's about it. Very easy. So natural bridges are last big location so here's the thing we have a fourth night and so as a team we're going to decide do we go back to goblin valley do we go back to goosenecks go back to natural bridges or somewhere else in the area that we can go you know permit wise and so there's going to be some options there to make the fourth night if we have bad weather on one of those places we'll make that fourth night the place that we missed because clouds got in our way so we're gonna have an opportunity four nights in a row to make this work it's going to be a really fun trip and i'm appreciative of you guys for being patient in the podcast who aren't going this trip to hear me talk about the specifics of going because I want those of you who are considering it sitting on the fence to be like you know what that sounds like a lot of fun it would be very easy to do four quick nights and then mm-hmm. build my portfolio like crazy and the Milky Way photography you can do out there is very low level light pollution to zero we have the dark sky site of Natural Bridges National Monument we have very little low level lighting from the Mex- Mexican Hat area and Nash and uh, what is that Monument Valley area? Those two light up the scene a little bit on Goosenecks. I mean, we're talking minor it's
1: very, very minimal, yeah.
0: And then I would say that Goblin Valley, I didn't notice any light pollution despite the fact that Hanksville's off to the right there, you know. You look, no, south. I
1: mean, Goblin Valley that's the beauty of Goblin Valley is that you are down in this little valley and the walls of the valley are tall enough to literally block any light pollution that is in the area beyond it, that it's doesn't show up at all. So, I mean, you have to wait a little bit longer for the Milky Way to come up over that, you know, over those walls. Yeah. But once they do, it is super bright, (laughs) super clear. There's nothing disturbing. it. It is just, it is a fantastic place to shoot.
0: Absolutely. The only thing that is a nuisance in this area is that there are lots of planes, but Very easy to clean up. Brendan will show you guys in Photoshop how he does it. It's so simple. Cleaning up a plain streak in your Milky Way shot is not a problem, not even a little. Mm-hmm. So well, just a reminder, this workshop is discounted by 30%. So those of you who trust us to come join us on this first Milky Way workshop of the year, you can get a benefit of paying only $1,020 for the whole thing. When you go to the site, you can choose to pay just the deposit or you can pay the full price. Just the deposit is $600. So for today, you want to get there and you want to make sure you you know reserve your spot of the 12 that we're going to have, then... Pay 600 bucks and you're good to go. So that link will be in the description down below. Check it out. Let's go ahead and take our first break of the podcast and come back and talk about the fact that Brendan and I have now officially been doing this for two full years. Wow. That feels like five years. Feels like seven years. And also at the same time feels like it went by in like two months.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting feeling because we have spent so much time together. We are like a married couple except... (laughs) uh, Except it's mostly uh, the benefits of just being players, the yeah, platonic benefit of being good friends and, uh, and nothing else. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, I know. Not only that uh, came into question, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, and then share this opportunity with others has been, it's it's the one It's the next step we can take to really, you know, enjoy the outdoors and share this experience with others because so many people have never seen the night sky like this. And they just, it's a, it's, it's a must do it's a bucket list item you got to do it if you can't do it this year please uh register for next year and you know get your seat in there because it's going to fill up fast
0: absolutely we're so excited about it 2019 is obviously not on sale yet but man we're going to have it out on sale by the end of the year and so keep looking for it thanks guys and let's get right back after this break okay Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, everybody. We're celebrating 72. We're celebrating 72 episodes, and we're celebrating the fact that we have done this for two years. Mm. And the thing about going for two years of what we're doing, we thought we're landscape photographers and astrophotographers. But really quickly, we stopped becoming astrophotographers, and we became Milky Way photographers. And Milky Way photographers is a term that we really, really enjoy. That We feel like that's a that's a st- a title of honor and pride. And we keep meeting people around the world who, A, say, I really want to become one. I want to become a Milky Way photographer. Or two, they said, I've been doing this for a little while. I'm totally hooked. And hearing someone talk about Milky Way photography has gotten them excited to follow us on YouTube or follow us here on the podcast. So, We Guys, we are. Come together, brethren and sisters. We are Milky Way Photographers. And so kind of to celebrate that, it's something I told the patrons, we've told the patrons about already, but we haven't been able to get completely the site up, is we are doing MilkyWayPhotographers.com. Now, when you guys see this podcast out there, if you were out there before March 20th, you're not going to see the site up. You're going to see the countdown, the countdown to when we release it. And that site is just going to give you the information that I'm going to give you here in a little bit, talking about what are the achievements to become a Milky Way photographer. Let me give you guys a little taste. So, for Milky Way photographers, we want to talk about becoming from a beginner to a master. And how do you become a master in Milky Way photography? Just by experience, getting out there, doing a lot of Milky Way photography. And so, we have these achievements that Brendan and I have decided on that are going to give you badges and stickers showing you that, hey, you earned this achievement, like a January Milky Way shot. That's an achievement that you can earn. And you keep out there going, doing these things, and keep earning these achievements and badges. Then when you get to 30 plus you are a master and so we'll talk about that in specific here in a second but this is a feature that we want to add into our patrons so anyone who's a patron can be a part of this if you want to go to milkyphotographers.com, it'll require you to be a patron to see the content on that page now before you think hey that's a real jerk way of doing this because i'd love to be a photographer but i don't want to give you guys money every month well don't worry the lowest lowest buy-in, let's say, for patrons is $2 and that's going to give you access to it. So if you're okay with $2 a month, you know, high five and Brendan Porter and Aaron King with $2 a month because you enjoy the content, if that's like the minimal ask that we can get of you, then you can have access to the milkyphotographers.com site and you will be able to see it and get in there as long as you're a patron of at least $2. You'll have to use your patreon.com login and information. But those of you who have been with us as patrons and have since gone away, hopefully this is something that interests you to come back. Can join us again and become founders more of Photog Adventures. And so we're just so excited. We're so excited about Milky Way photography. And so now that we've had two years, Brendan, since what, the day that we went out for the very first time, you sitting there at family dinner saying, hey, you're going to go out and do Milky Way photography? I'm like, yeah, I am. You want to come? And you're like, I got a 5D Mark III. Let's do it. And I only had a 70D at the time. And I'm, I was excited to have him come with a great camera. So we went out to Strawberry Reservoir and saw Milky Way for the very first time with a camera.
1: It was just and yeah, it was amazing. I mean, all I had was a 24 millimeter tilt shift, that was my widest angle lens. But on a full frame, I was like, Yeah, you know, this actually might work. It's so it's a 3.5, it's not the fastest lens, but it's pretty fast. So maybe yeah. uh, we can make this work. So, sure enough, it worked pretty good <laughs>
0: and it blew our minds. I've already been a fan of the Milky Way and I've seen it with my own naked eye. But once I took a picture of it and saw it on the LCD screen. I felt like I saw my newborn child. It was so amazing. They're so freaking <laughs> beautiful. And
1: let's just say it was worth it was worth staying out there for three hours as we froze <laughs> our toes off in ten, 10 degree weather. Okay. Ten degree right. weather. Kneeling in the snow and standing in the snow as we shot and shot and shot, uh, three hours worth of I mean, it was just insane. It was awesome. And
0: that's the thing we want to celebrate with all of you guys, all of you who go out there and do it. I mean, I say guys, but I mean guys and girls. I mean, we need to celebrate this with all of you who are willing to go out and be freezing to do these things to celebrate the Milky Way. And so, mm-hmm. MilkywayPhotographers.com is going to be all about that. And it's got that funny, kind of corny, I'm going to get a sticker for getting my February Milky Way. Patrons have been alerted to this. So those of you who are hearing it for the first time, sorry guys, you're going to wait till next January and February to get your January and February Milky Way. But if you're hearing it and you're excited, get your March one right away. Just so you know, it doesn't have to be of the core, it just needs to be a picture of the Milky Way. It could be the the weak side, the the thinner arms of the Milky Way, or you can get the core in it. It's up to you as long as the Milky Way is in the shot. So let's talk about that, Brendan. We went on March 8th, 2016 out to a Milky Way, and I have a list here that I want to go through as fast as possible without being annoying and boring about all the places that yeah, since right. that day, Brendan and I have gone out and done Milky Way photography. What it's, were you about to
1: say? It's mind-blowing to me, so let's go ahead and uh, share it with the audience. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay get my breath up, get some uh, lungs filled with oxygen because here we go. In March of 2016, we went to Strawberry. Then April, we went to Notch Peak. May, Knolls, Trestle, and the Silo. June, we went to Goblin Valley and Goose Next State Park. July, we went to Mirror Lake and Francis Peak. August, we went to Strawberry Pinnacles, Bryce, and the Trestle again. Then in September, we went to Zion, and we captured Milky Way out there. But in October and November of 2016, we did not go to anywhere. We had other things like finding our GoPros that got lost in space. Literally lost <laughs> in space. Go to our YouTube channel to find out what I'm talking about. So then in 2017, we started off in... February for our first Milky Way at Death Valley. Then we went to the Knolls. In March, we went to Grand Canyon, Picket Post Mountain, Silo, and Trestle again. Then in April, we went to Knolls, Natural Bridges, National Monument. May, we went to Monument Valley, Salt Flats, and Escalante. In June, we went to Salt Flats and Bandon. In July, we went to Mirror Lake. In August, we went to Trestle. Eclipse out in Idaho and Brendan was in northern Idaho. We went to, to the eclipse. We got some Milky Way shots out there with Brent Huntley. And then in September we went to the Silo and Trestle again. October we had Little Sahara sand dunes and the Oak City sand dunes. And we didn't get a November Milky Way again. So we still have not captured a November Milky Way or a December, you know, thin armed Milky Way, where you see Cassiopeia constellation more and the Andromeda mm. Galaxy. So, in two years, Brendan and I have captured a Milky Way in every single month except for Octo- uh, except for November and December.
1: That's my goal for this year is to get those two months in there now.
0: Absolutely. I mean, in November, in some areas in this higher northern latitude, we get about 15 minutes before it's, you know, blocked or down below the horizon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. get to a flat area and get that November Milky Way or, like we can, just shoot the sky with the Milky Way in it. And technically, yep. our Oregon coast trip, when we shot that lighthouse... Did we see any banding of the Milky Way whatsoever? Because if we did, then we technically got it. I can't remember. I might have to look back at my pictures and see. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Brennan, I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot. One of those places, pick it out and think about the story of getting the Milky
1: Way out there, whether it was a challenge or whether it was awesome. Do that. You know, I'm going to have to reflect back on the most – I mean, it was was a precipice moment, if I'm even using that word correctly. A precipice moment, a moment of – it was a moment of of just, just amazing, like, I, I don't know. Like, a pinnacle let me just say moment? It was a, it was a pinnacle moment for sure, yes, because it was when we went out to, we made the effort and the sacrifice to go out super, to spend basically all night at Mirror Lake, and so we went there and we planned it out, and we flew the drone around, we got some awesome footage for our intro video, we had great plans, we had a great day, and we started to have an awesome night. And uh, well as the night as the night was setting, actually as the sun was setting, mm-hmm. as the night was coming, we ran into Royce Bear. Royce now, Bear. Royce running freaking into bear. Royce bear <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the so awesome running into genius. him at in the parking lot, he's like, uh you guys look like photographers. We're like, Yes, yes we
0: are, as we like skip over uh, to him.
1: Who are you? And so <laughs> and so we talked to Royce, he says, Meet me back here. And later tonight when the Milky Way is up, we'll take you to my favorite spot. I'm like and we're just like, no freaking way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so, Remember I actually had purchased his ebook the night before. The night before, yeah. <laughs> I so had that it on my iPad. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. So then, you know, that night we were able to share with him some of the images we already got, and he's like, Yeah, you guys are doing good. He's like, All right, so he gave us some tips and some input. And it's just, you know what, that that next trip after meeting Royce and just ever since then has been just getting better and better and better. And, better, and I and I have to just credit Royce to that and say, thank you, Royce. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're generous. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast at least once, maybe even twice. And uh, it's just you been awesome. He'll be to, back
0: within the next four podcasts. We'll have him back very soon.
1: But he's just amazing. He's got a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information. He taught us all about low-level lighting. He taught us all about how to do your camera settings just right so you can really see the the glory in the back of the frame and then go back and process. And just the tips and the information has just been so great. So we've just been following him as friends. And I mean, he even was gracious enough to uh, give us our last, uh, uh our last, what was it? September, or October workshop.
0: He came back um, to September, last year. September our first workshop, workshop, workshop yeah, ever
1: so for our photo pills to, so we could, so we could try it out, do our first workshop. And that's all because of him. He helped promote us. I mean, just Royce, you're awesome. Thank you so much. It's been great meeting you and we've had a blast uh, ever since we've, first
0: set eyes on you yeah (laughs) our love and adoration has been love at first sight royce love at first sight my friend so that is absolutely one of the great Milky Ways. And you think about the experience because of who was there and how we'd learned. And just it was also our mm-hmm. first time ever getting a Milky Way that reflected in water. And one of these yeah. achievements yeah. that we are capturing in this MilkyWayPhotographers.com site is getting a Milky Way that reflects in water. And so that's one of the achievements that you can get to earn your 30 achievements to become a master, master Milky Way photographer. And so when I look back and think about all these Milky Ways, There's two things that come to mind. The great realization of composition in the silo, trestle, um, water – no, no, not silo, trestle. The silo, water, and temple night that I had as well Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. the Milky Way out in Escalante because – We've had Milky Ways up until that point that were amazing, astonishing. We loved them. And in May, mm-hmm. it marked this completely different feeling of Milky Way. We had such an airglow night with Aurora even that the Milky oh, Way yeah. was just, it took on a whole different color. When we're looking at these pictures that are behind me right now in the, my old studio that I'm in recording this, you've got the Escalante pictures having this completely different green airglow color cast everywhere that we didn't get in any. Any other shots and so we had this really cool green color with the really red rock white red rock you know in these shots and it's just fantastic and every night every mm-hmm. night in escalante was amazing wasn't it
1: yeah, yeah, it was and uh so i gotta give props again to jeff peterson for us right? out there That was the first time i met jeff you had met him a previous outing uh, maybe two At weeks natural beforehand? bridges it and was so... only
0: a couple weeks before we went to uh natural yeah. bridges and mule canyon for the uh rock that was on fire. What's it called? About head fire house, on, house fire. on fire. Yeah.
1: And so meeting Jeff there, uh, for my first time and he was just total stud. We hung out. We just, we got to know him really well and we hiked around and, and we did some awesome scouting and then, uh, you know, he would laugh at us as we woke up in the morning with a bedhead. <laughs> After and, you taking know, it was pictures just, of just it, great. yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff has really become one of our favorite buddies
0: to go out and do photography with. Not just because he shows us amazing places and had a trailer at Death Valley. It's because he's a fun guy to do photography with. Jeff. Even if you had none of those things, we'd still enjoy hanging out with you. But
1: no, no, yeah, he's just so, he's so accommodating, and he's and he's and he's got the time, and he makes the time to to do it, and he just. You know and, and every time we hang out with them we it just it's just it's just always a blast so yeah um, and the spots there oh my gosh the 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 rocks and the beauty of the desert there in escalade is just so amazing and we were just so blessed to have Three solid nights in a row yeah. We just got amazing Milky Way shots Ugh. Just world class
0: And so we're going through all of our Milky Way growth And learning what we've learned at that point And I counted all these, Brendan These are 32 different locations That we've captured the Milky Way in two years That's more than, that's more than a, Once a month Because it's 24 months of it And we didn't even capture every month And so to have gone out To 32 mm. different locations To capture Milky Ways with different scenarios Light pollution in rural areas urban areas right off the city line or even in places like natural bridges where there's no light pollution whatsoever but then you're kind of in a pit and you're looking up or you're above like in Bryce looking down there's all these different scenarios of Milky Way photography that we've done I mean man Crater Lake that was a whole different beast in itself because our foreground was huge. Our pano for the first time ever, it had this giant two level pano, two tiers, you know, two rows of panorama that was required to capture the awesomeness that was our foreground.
1: Yeah. I mean, Crater Lake was just so magnificent, so dark out there. And, uh, once you get started, it was so easy to not stop <laughs> even so that when we saw that lady and her daughter that they were so excited to come mm-hmm. and shoot with us uh they they spent most of the night with us hanging out and that was uh, pretty awesome it's
0: really fun it's always exciting when you get to a location and someone who hasn't done it before is looking to learn and they're just excited to be there and you can teach them and that first time when they click the button right they got the right shutter they got the right mm-hmm. amount of iso up to see it and they see it on their lcd screen they're blown away. They can't believe it.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I love it. I love that feeling. So when I think
0: about all these two years of what we've learned, Brendan, and I go back to that one comment that I said about that night of three Milky Ways in one night, and I learned the value of mm. composition. First off, I learned the value of trying anyway. I was in a light polluted area at first. Mm-hmm. I had a very bright subject of the temple where it's really glowing, and I was able to get a Milky Way shot, even though I was in orange to yellow light pollution if you know the Bortle scale how it has the map where it's from red it's white at the brightest light pollution then red and then orange and then yellow and green and goes to bluish purple and all that It was in a very light polluted area, but I learned that you can stand in a light polluted area and look out over an area that's not and see the Milky Way. The gap between me and the Milky Way, if it has lower levels of light pollution, I can make out a Milky Way. So I learned that that night. Yeah, it's so cool. And then I moved a little bit down the road and went up the US-6 to find something else. And I found some water. It was technically my first attempt at getting a mirrored water reflection of the Milky Way but I never saw it in my shot. It ended up only being a mm. few stars because of that location. But I found right, great, right. great sky, great, great position for the Milky Way at that 45-degree angle. But then, you know, even though the mountains in the distance have some shape to them, and that's interesting, and the, the silhouettes weren't just black because they had some white capping with snow and the, the lights mm-hmm, of the cities mm-hmm. around them really lit them up,
1: it still yeah. was
0: pretty boring. And it wasn't until Mm -hmm. I went down the road a little further and found an object that was going to break the plane, going up, a big, strong silo feature that has that silhouette Mm -hmm. I could light paint, and it became a feature in my image, did it become a portfolio piece. Like the exact same sky could have been cut out and then put into the shot with the silo, and it would look the same because I had the same situation. But just having the silo in there and building up one more element of goodness in my composition, it made the image amazing. And so I learned that night early on that composition and just tweaking it a little bit here and finding this can work. So I learned three lessons that night. One, light pollution might not be as bad as you think. Just make sure you're in the right position for it between you and the Milky Way. Two, keep moving around. You can go lots of different places in one night. Don't feel like you have to stand there and be like, well, it didn't work out. I'll go home now. If the sun hasn't risen Keep going. And the third thing is composition can be fixed with one single element fixing your composition. And whatever it might be, a leading line, a really cool light-painted subject that now is visible like your Joshua tree from last week, or just Mm -hmm. having something that breaks the plane and has the eye get drawn all the way up and then over to the Milky Way core and then back down to the bottom for the context of the ground and then back up again. I mean, it's this swirly merry-go-round of glory of going through your composition. So I just (sighs) learned so much in doing this for the last two years that i'm just lucky brendan that you're coming out with me 32 times i've marked on our list here all the places Mm -hmm. that we've gone and then i only highlighted the areas that were milky way and you can see it on your end too how there's probably 32 locations on here not marked and
1: so what a crazy couple
0: years it has been man
1: yeah it really has been it's been a lot of fun it's been a whirlwind it's been there's been lots of up and downs and uh you know, we we've been blessed to have families, in in general, that you know are are supporting us, and you know they they have the goal, you know the end goal in sight when they yeah. say goodbye one more you know weekend, and we don't see us for three days at a time, and and uh so yeah, it's <laughs> but it, as a whole, man, it's been the most fun I've had in the last two the last two years. It's been more fun than the last ten years, you know. Before that, I mean, it's just right. Been, it's been great, yeah. Oh, I
0: completely recommend it if you can do it. It's so invigorating, and the Milky Way—I've never been bored, Brendan. Never gone back and been like, oh, "I've seen this." I mean, the Milky Way never changes you unless you mm. change your latitude. It's always in the same position. You expect. And it always has the yeah. same shape you expect. The length of time that the shape of the dust lanes of the Milky Way actually makes any changes is so astronomically large compared to our tiny human existences that we're looking on a freeze frame of billions and billions of years of you know cloud movement, this dust lane cloud movement. And so it's just – it never changes. Right. And yet I've never been bored. I've never taken the shot and been like, well, <sighs> I'm done with Milky Way. I haven't. After two years, I haven't. And I doubt in 10 years, I'll, I won't be.
1: So how many times have we, you know, taken a Milky Way shot and been like, nailed it. Don't don't need to take another Milky Way shot again. Um, <laughs> right. Whoever said that? Uh, Nobody. Nobody ever twice. said that. Once you get a Milky Way shot, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this like in every other place I can think of. You know, like, and you start imagining the Milky Way over this thing or that thing or this place or that place. <laughs> And that's just the Northern Hemisphere. So we have a whole nother journey next year to go down to the Southern Hemisphere and really get our minds blown with the Milky Way pretty much upside down um, (laughs) from down there. So, I mean, we are really excited for the next couple of years and where that's going to lead. It's going to be great.
0: Oh, I'm so, I'm so stoked. So I was going to say earlier that those of you who haven't heard the last podcast or you're listening to these podcasts out of order, I just want to say that I mentioned that I was getting a divorce. And just so, Brandon said that we have families that support us. Any of you wondering, Aaron's been gone 32 times for the Milky Way, let alone the like 64 times he was gone all last year. No. I mean, people who live with us here in this neighborhood, who go to the church that we go to, they also kind of wondered, is it because of Photog Adventures? It's not. Um, definitely another lady I'm married to would probably feel that way and be mad at me about photo Adventures, but but not Rachel. She has not ever treated me poorly because of this situation. She supported me through it, and it's not the reason why we're getting a divorce whatsoever. It's completely something different, and if you ever are with me on a campout and I feel like talking about it, I'll tell you about it, but it's nothing crazy. It's nothing like you think. It's just... Uh, Time to move on situation. So I just wanted to mention that. And I want to mention the awesome achievements that you guys can get in MilkyWayPhotographers.com to be a Milky Way photographer and to have your beginner achievement, your amateur rank, your novice rank, and your veteran rank, and your master rank. So, Brendan, are you good with me to spend some time explaining this? Sure, yeah. go, Go for it. Awesome. So first off, easy achievements to think about. You have every month of the year Milky Way to achieve. So you have 12 achievements right there. Like I got my May Milky Way. I have my June, my March, my April, my August, September, October Milky Ways. And even in December when the Milky Way core is not visible anywhere on earth, doesn't matter if you're south or north, maybe on the, Antar- maybe at Antarctica, you can see it, but nowhere else. You, you, um, still can get a Milky Way shot with even the thinner band of the Milky Way. So then those achievements exist. And then Brendan was mentioning earlier, there's everywhere in this world that we want to try Milky Way. We want to try Milky Way over a tree, Milky Way over a silhouetted tree, Milky Way over rocks. And so I have these achievements set up where your foreground is different. So what are these? One, two, three, I think like 10 or 12 achievements right here of just Different foregrounds, like a rocky foreground, a water foreground, trees, desert, man-made, chasm. Chasm meaning like you have the, the wedge overlook, the Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, something that's a chasm underneath you like goosenecks. That's the foreground element. A light polluted area, mm. plant life foreground, reflections, selfies with humans in it, abandoned. You know, like abandoned silo, abandoned trestle, abandoned building, and then light-painted scenarios foreground. There's also a Milky Way time-lapse, a moving Milky Way time-lapse as an achievement. There's these entire year, like if you were to get an entire year of Milky Way, you would end up with 12... Uh, 12 achievement stickers, but then you'd also have four badges because December, January, and February is the winter badge. Then we have a spring badge, a summer badge, and a fall badge. And so if you get your fall Milky Way badge, it means you've gone out on September, October, and November and captured a Milky Way. And this is not just a sticker, it's an actual metal pin. It's not an expensive pin. I mean, in the beginning, we're going to keep everything really inexpensive but quality from Sticker Mule. Uh, If you go to StickerMule.com, we don't have any uh, commission from them, but they're the people that have been doing our patron stickers that I'm sending out to you guys this week. It's Monday right now. I will be sending them out to you this week. I promise. And when I roll my R's, I mean it. So... That Milky Way badge will be a pin, and you'll have a pin for the Milky Way time-lapse achievement, the moving Milky Way time achievement. So I'm picturing people with you know, bags that are full of pins and showing, hey, what are all these pins on your bags? Like, oh, I'm a Milky Way photographer. Well, what does that mean? And you're like, oh, hey, well, go to MilkyWayPhotographers.com and check it out because then it's sort of like being part of this club that celebrates the cool things that you're doing that you'd be doing anyway, but it's kind of nice to have that recognition and extra element of fun in there, and it's just... Brendan and I began this year thinking, we're Milky Way photographers. How can we celebrate this? And this is what we wanted to do. So another achievement is panoramas, stacked images, tracked images, where you use a tracker and get a Milky Way shot. And then time blended images like that gooseneck shot where you go down, you capture a daylight bottom half, and then you capture the sky that night, and that's a time blended single composition, you know, with two different composition two different um, exposures composed together and so as all of these achievements are right now we have enough to get over 30 there's 16 pins and 35 stickers and so you can get 35 achievements um, in this so what happens is your pin comes with a sticker as well so you have both so if you're putting your stickers up somewhere in your office you can have a sticker for everything and then a pin on your bag a camera bag or something that's cool so The way that we're doing the achievement numbers is if you have zero to three, you're a beginner. You immediately log in, you start out, you're a beginner Milky Way photographer. As long as you get at least three achievements, you're now an amateur photographer. Three to 10, you're amateur. 10 to 20, you're novice. 20 to 30, you're a veteran. And then a master once you've done 30 plus. So, for instance, Brandon and I, we went out every month of the year except for November and December. So each of us have 10 achievements right there. We have a lot of these foregrounds. If we can find ourselves 20 more on this list and get, you know, the Milky Way badge for certain things like winter, spring, and summer, then you know what? We might be totally fine on getting ourselves to master or Maybe we haven't even earned Master yet, so I need to look through this and see if I've even earned it. Any of you who've seen...
1: Yeah, from the list that you described, I'm thinking, I think I got most of those, and I'm really excited to see if I can get those uh, pins. (laughs) The only ones I'm missing is like the November and uh, December. Right, and once you actually
0: get every month of a single year, you can get the 2018 Milky Way badge, but... I'm already, I'm on my way to 2018, but I don't have the 2017 badge or the 2016 badge. And some of you who join, you might have pictures that you have EXIF data that proves that you've done it in the past. Absolutely fine. You want to prove that you've already done it? Absolutely. You don't have to go from everything in the future. Just make sure you have proof that you've done it and send it to me and we'll make sure that it gets counted. And so it's not going to be something where you have to start now, but it's more fun too. So hopefully that you guys will do it. So then I look at this and I gave these these ranks and if you've ever seen my videos where we've done the astro primer where you see the Milky Way or you've had Photopills app and you've seen how they've drawn the Milky Way you could picture it with a small circle a medium sized circle and a big circle for the core and then it repeats itself with the medium sized circle and a small circle. So imagine five circles in a row the outside circles are small the next inside circles are medium and then the very middle circle is a big one so that's what these ranks are if you're a beginner you get sent this tiny pin that you can put in your backpack that is basically i don't know like it's smaller than your pinky fingernail so it's not very big it's just very small little round and then you put that in your bag you're a beginner when you're amateur you get a medium circle when you're a novice you get your other medium circle so now you have a nice symmetrical medium big medium that looks cool already veteran you all of a sudden have this tiny one this small one on the far left and then once you're a master you get your final fifth one and it looks like a milky way recognizable from a photo pills logo and it's going to be something that i think will look cool on bags everywhere like i see that you're a fully ranked milky way photographer i don't know how much this will take off but i think it's fun and a goofy way to enjoy something that's a blast why not especially for two bucks a month it's not that big of a buy-in right
1: yeah no it's not um And it's uh, something that's, I think it is fun. Uh, It's kind of one of those collectible things and it gets you out there doing something that you already love. And so yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: So MilkyWayPhotographers.com is going live on March 20th. You can see all these achievements, you can register. And then in order for you to actually get approval, since I don't have a genius programmer who's going to write and develop a site for me, it's going to be very simple at first. And I'm hoping that our participation is low enough that I can keep track of it myself with Brendan's help and with some other help like we have of our admins on Facebook. You guys can help me do this too if you're up for it. Well, basically, we'll We'll be, we'll be given an email that says, here's my January Milky Way shot. Here's the EXIF data. And we can look at it, verify and be like, boom, you know what? They're not trying to, to trick us. And really, it's all in the honor system. We're not going to be crazy Nazis about it. We're just going to be, you know, looks like it's, matching everything seems right awesome and then we go in and your account on milkypeckers.com will get this achievement and then as you earn these achievements then i'm told to basically send you a sticker and send you a pin or a badge whatever you've earned and so that you will get those in the mail it's just going to be a lot of fun let's go ahead and take our last break of the podcast and then we'll come back into gear time and tip of the week
1: Hey guys, welcome back! Welcome back to the Photo Adventures podcast. Uh, this time for Gear Time, I want to talk about the experience I had borrowing Jeff's uh, Canon 100 to 400. Now, I know this is not like a generic Gear Time where like a Sony guy or a Nikon guy can use too, but um, you guys have similar, you know, uh, lenses in your makes and within that range. Hopefully, um, if you're a Sony guy, you can easily adapt it. If you're a Nikon guy you hopefully there is a hundred to 400 kind of range, you know, lens out there. I don't know. I don't know if there is. Um, This particular lens is a, I think it's a five, six, a five to 5.6. I think um, let's see. Let me, Oh, 4.5 to 5.6. Okay. So at the hundred millimeters range, it's 4.5 wide open zoomed in, it dials down to 5.6. So um, not the fastest lens by any means, but pretty standard for this kind of range. So I took this thing out and shot around the desert in Death Valley as Jeff was rescuing Tim. It was a great opportunity for take one of, take one of his lenses and have some fun with it. So, <laughs> With
0: permission, of course. He did ask first.
1: With permission, yes. I did ask him, and he said, yes, that's fine. So um, I took it out, and I put on my 5D Mark III, and I began to shoot, and it was a lot of fun. I, I got some really good close-ups. It's got kind of a cool macro feature because you're zoomed in so much even at 100 millimeters i got some really detailed pictures of a rock that was literally i don't know three feet in front of me and yeah. uh and you can still see like the background it was nice and blurry but the background behind it stuff like that and then I, I really started playing around and the most impressive thing to me is um i handheld shot so this this particular lens has image stabilizer so i handheld shot the moon the crescent moon as it was getting dark this, the sun had set it was like 20 minutes set and the moon was setting just behind the sun, and so it was a nice crescent moon. I pointed it straight up, zoomed all the way in, took a couple shots, and when I do one to one on my uh, <laughs> Lightroom and see the detail of moon, I mean it's amazing. This is a f16, handheld, 400 millimeters at a one twentieth of a second, and I can see detail in the craters oh. and the rocks. It is that was pretty impressive. Okay, so I was just like, wow, this <laughs> is fun. And so, and it was pretty lightweight considering uh, how big it was. So um, a lot of fun using that lens. I recommend at least renting one of that, you know, because if you've never played with a really good zoom lens before, it's really worth a try. So go to go to your local place or rent it from lensprotogo.com and uh, mention the Adventure 10 and your discount code for a discount. And try it out. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you can do some cool macro stuff. And if it's something you've never tried before, it's definitely worth a try because it's really fun to play with something different. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't say more about it.
0: Well, that leads great into my tip of the week because the same kind of gear was used during the activity that I wanted to talk about. Because those of you who are like me, new to wildlife photography, um, this is going to be a tip that's not a tip. Um, let me say that this is something for you to start with but someone who knows wildlife photography will come in and say, Aaron, don't do that. That's a really ridiculous way of doing this. So I just wanna give you a heads up on something that was challenging for me, but then look into it more and ask someone who knows, like, you know, our Daniel Lindhart admin on Facebook, who does a lot of wildlife photography, maybe he can tell us otherwise. So, in my situation, I needed to capture some eagles that were living in this habitat around my parents, and it was a really awesome chance to do it, but I didn't want to blow it. I didn't want to mess around with manual settings trying to get the right ISO and shutter, because with shutter, I mean, it was already set as high as it can go, then the ISO and um, the f-stop was going to change to help my exposure to be right, so that I had a nice handheld, shot of these eagles. Well, um, auto was great, worked out fantastic. But my drive for focus was going all over the place. My my points of focus were trying to capture things dynamically. And so I was able to go in because I I practically never have to worry about focus as a Milky Way photographer because I just go to infinity and I'm not on auto. So I hardly really even know the drives for focus. So then I went into center weighted focus and that was awesome because then I could actually tell it to focus there on the center point of where I'm pointing and make sure that it was on the eagle's eye. So it was awesome. Loved that. Go into Wildlife Photography Center waited, maybe. But maybe if someone else tells you that's a stupid way of doing it, then just tell them that Aaron King said so. He's an idiot. Don't worry. My tip of the week is advice of the week that maybe you should follow. So it's pretty fantastic when you think about that. We've done this for two years. And we thank you guys for being a part of these adventures. When we started in March, we didn't really actually put out our stories until September where we started doing the podcast and the videos. And so you really only know that September 8th until now. So we're still a year and a half old is really all we are as Photok Adventures. So hopefully you guys will check it out on March 20th at MilkyWayPhotographers.com. Some of you who are close to me and have expressed to me that, Aaron, you're doing too much. You guys are putting too much on your shoulders and you don't have enough consistency in other areas. And now with my situation, why would I add this? Well, every month I don't add it it's just another month that people can't get their achievement for that month. So we're doing it now. You know, be dang, be danged. Who cares? Let's just do it. And I'm excited to get the minimal version of the site out that you guys can still get the stickers and the badges because that's all that's important to me is that you guys get those and I can make the site look awesome later. So. Check it out, milkywayphotographers.com. You'll have to be a patron to actually log in and see the content. So if you are a patron, at $2 at least, you'll be able to see the content and go from there. But the first page that you see, patron or not, you will know the information and the achievements. And you'll have an idea about whether you want to be a part of this or not. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast as always. Patrons, we really, really appreciate you. We hope that this is a fun thing for you guys to enjoy being patrons for. And we'll keep helping you guys get more exclusive content in the future. Thanks for your patience. See you guys.
1: Have a good week and we'll see you later.